Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Eric Cartier at Rocky Mountain Calvary in Colorado Springs. Hope you're having a great Friday afternoon. Thanks so much for joining us. The heart and purpose of the show is for you to be able to call in with your questions about the Word or things that are going on in your life. So the number is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. I know here in Colorado, we're having a beautiful day, a nice warm day. We're really enjoying that. We also want to welcome all of our listeners on the East Coast at Hope FM and Truth FM. I know you guys are on a one-week delay, but feel free to call in with your questions. Again, that number is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. Let's jump right into our callers. Let's go to line one to Dustin in Baltimore. Dustin, welcome to the program. Hello, Pastor. How's everything? Going good. How about you? It's a little bit windy out here. It blew me over earlier today, but <laughs> other than that, it's okay. All right. Um, I have a question. Uh, in Job chapter 40, 15 through 24, is he talking about a dinosaur? 15 through 24. Let me get there uh, real quick. It does appear so. Yep, it does. It definitely is describing, uh, you know, a, a beast, a large creature. Uh, and our best fit, our best understanding of that is that it would be referring to a dinosaur. Yes. Yeah, because I noted, uh, noticed uh, Job was one of the oldest uh, books in the Bible, and it was before the flood. And, you know, I believe that they had dinosaurs back then and whatnot. I know it's not a carnivore, it's a leaf eater, but, yeah, I was just wondering about that. Okay, yeah, I think you're right. Well, that's that's cool. how I, I see that as well. Okay, well, that's all I need to know. Thank you very much, well, thank, Pastor. You have a good thanks day. Thanks for calling. You too. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number here is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text, 720-336-0897. Let's go to line two to Geo in Commerce City. Welcome to the program. Hey. How are you doing today? Doing well. So. Good. So, uh, I've just been going through uh, Exodus and Leviticus. So, I guess my first question is, um, why does God require uh, blood sacrifice for um, for any sin? I mean, I was thinking about the correlation of, like, when they handed out judgment um, to the Israelites. It was always eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. Like, they never went beyond anything. Um, like, they didn't give somebody a punishment that wasn't equal to the crime. But... It yeah. For God, any any inequity, the payment was always blood. 
a blood sacrifice. Right. Yeah. In in Hebrews, it does tell us without the shedding of blood, uh, there's no remission of sin. And I think the reason why God required a, a blood sacrifice for sin is because it shows us the weight of sin. Uh, in Romans, it tells us uh, the wages of sin is death. So the consequence of our of our sin uh, is death. And so in order for us to be uh, forgiven. Uh, there has to be death uh, and, and blood, uh, obviously, uh, resulting from death. And so in the Old Testament, the blood sacrifice covering sin, and then Jesus as the Lamb of God, uh, his sacrifice uh, taking away uh, our sin. And so I think that's the reason for the blood sacrifice, to show us both the weight of our sin, but also the weight of uh, the payment for forgiveness. You know, So the weight of sin and also the weight of forgiveness. Yeah, and then um, my second question was, like I said, I'm going through Leviticus, and that is this whole like thing of like, oh, well, then this person's unclean, and do this, they're unclean, unclean. But um, I guess what's the what's the significance of that? Because just because someone was unclean doesn't, I mean, didn't mean that the forgiveness wasn't available to them. So I guess what's yeah. the significance of being unclean? Yeah, the real significance of being unclean under the Old Covenant was that they weren't allowed uh, to come to the tabernacle, then later on to the to the temple, um, uh, until they were clean. Um, and so that was that was really the the importance or the significance of being unclean. And again, I think it it does very powerfully point us to Christ because it it didn't take a whole lot to make somebody unclean so that they couldn't be in God's presence. Um, and it shows us uh, our real need for Christ in order for us to be in the presence of God. So when the book of Hebrews tells us that the veil of the temple has been torn and we're welcomed into God's presence, that has great significance because of the background of the Old Testament and how easy it was to become unclean. Yeah. Okay, so that, that's why it was so significant to the Jews because them being unclean meant separation from God, but, I mean, I guess it's not a struggle for us because we're washing clean because of the blood. Yes, yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. Really makes us cherish the blood of Christ and the sacrifice of Christ, yeah. I guess uh, the last thing is just a prayer request. Yeah. Uh, um, the last few weeks has been a little crazy for my family. I had a cousin die, okay. uh, and her, her family's really going through a hard time, uh, her mom just can't even operate. It's been almost three weeks, and she can't even hmm. do simple things. Um, okay. And then on Sunday, uh, I had a nephew who was born uh, three months early, one pound, nine ounces. But uh, he's in the hospital. He's doing well, but I mean, it's scary. My brother, mm-hmm. uh, he's just scared. It's I mean, obviously a scary thing. Yeah. He's born that early. Yeah, absolutely. Let's lift that up in prayer. Father, I thank you for Gio and his heart for you and his heart for his family. Uh, Lord, we we lift up uh, his cousin's mom to you. And uh, Lord, as she is processing this loss and just overwhelmed as a mother, um, God, we pray that you would comfort her, that you would give her peace, that you would walk with her. Uh, Jesus, I just pray that you would give her tremendous uh, support from family and friends, but but ultimately, God, that you would, would be her, her rock and her refuge and her strength. I also pray for Gio's nephew, Lord. We, we just lift up the baby as it's one pound, nine ounces, and born premature, and 
thank you that the baby's doing well, but we, we just pray that the, the, the baby would, uh, would, would grow to just full health and maturity and know you and love you and be used by you. Pray for Gio's brother that you would comfort him uh, in this time. Uh, so we lift up uh, the whole family to you and just uh, ask for your blessing. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah, so yeah, he named his son actually Ezekiel because he's got strength. Hmm, so. yeah. It's a but great yeah. name. We'll, we, Thank you we'll be so praying much. for Ezekiel. Yeah, you bet. Thanks for calling, Gio. Sure. God bless you. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. Thanks so much for joining me. I hope that you're having a good day and God is meeting you in your challenges and, and also in your joys. Remember that he loves you and that he's with you. All of our phone lines are open, 303-690-3000. You can also send me a text, 720-336-0897. The heart and the purpose of Calvary Live is uh, to be able to talk about your questions. So if you've got a question about the Word or a particular doctrine or things going on in your life, I love talking about real things and honest questions. If you've got a prayer request, it'd be a real privilege to be able to pray with you. So the number is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text, 720-336-0897. So far today, haven't gotten any texts. You can be the first. It's a, it's a great way to get a hold of me and participate in today's show. A question, a prayer request, 720-336-0897. Also, you can give me a call, 303-690-3000. Let's go to line one to David in Parker. David, welcome to the program. Thanks, Pastor. appreciate you taking my call today. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I have a question. Um, if um, it, It's important to be able to properly diagnose a problem in order to, mm-hmm. to decide what remedy you need to pursue. Um, and often in the Christian fellowship, um, and I'm, I'm in a non-denominational congregation now, um, so the folks that are more charismatic, Pentecostal, they, they lean towards, oh, that's a spiritual attack. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my question is, how do, how do we properly identify when something is a, a spiritual attack? Uh, problems in my marriage. Oh, it's a spiritual attack. Is it really a spiritual attack, or is it something that uh, an attitude that needs to change? Or is there some is there some other step or measure that I can take? It seems often like it's a, a cop out to basically say I haven't changed anything. It's just uh, Satan uh, who hates me, and so I I just need to sit here and sit on my hands and not change anything and uh, and just pray. And the, my prayer is the only thing that is going to fix my situation. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yep, it does. So, in Matthew 5.45, Jesus said um, that you may be the sons of your Father in heaven, for he makes uh, his son rise on the evil and the good, and sends rain on the just and the unjust. So, the trials of life happen to the just and the unjust. So some things in our life, some challenges in our life are, are just the reality of of this fallen world. Um, then also, biblically, we know that some problems and difficulties in our lives are a result of sin. Um, and so 
you know, like as you're describing, you know, maybe a, a conflict uh, in in our marriage or in a relationship. It's like, what sin have I committed that's contributing to this where I need to get right with God and repent and and begin to walk differently? And then there is the third that we do see in Scripture in Ephesians chapter 6 that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but there's a real enemy uh, that wants to come and Jesus described him that he comes to seek, to kill, to, to steal, and, and destroy. And, you know, Satan's an opportunist. Um, and so, you know, when we sin, and say specifically we do sin against our family, uh, the Satan's going to want to be there to try to even bring a greater division. So um, I think uh, for me, as I'm trying to d- distinguish and decipher uh, between, you know, what is— uh, spiritual battle from Satan, what's my own responsibility, as I kind of run it through that filter. You know, is it is it simply the trials of life? You know, if my if I get a flat tire, that's not necessarily a spiritual attack. Um, it could be, but it, it might just be the trials of life, you know, and then trying to look for personal responsibility. You know, am I, am I sinning to contribute to this? Um, and then the final is, is, is being aware of, uh, you know, is, is Satan attacking? And is this a time to submit to God, resist the devil, and, and he'll flee from you? So that's kind of the grid I use to try to distinguish where it's coming from. Okay. And, and the only solution, or, or what solutions are, if we do think it is a spiritual attack, what are the solutions that are appropriate? Well, kind of a couple places in Scripture that I would encourage you to spend some time in is is Ephesians chapter 6, where we're given the full armor of God. Um, and, and the armor of God is each uh, an attribute of Christ that we're to stand in and apply to the spiritual uh, warfare. And then in James, uh, in, in James chapter 4, it tells us to submit to God, resist the enemy, and he'll flee from us. And so I think what that looks like practically is drawing near to God, submitting to God, uh, and then not running from the battle spiritually, but but standing our ground in the power of God's might and asking that God uh, would uh, be that strength and be that protection and be that fortification between us uh, and the enemy. Okay. So if we do sense that it's a spiritual uh, to draw near to God and, and ask that God uh, would fight that battle for us and then use the the full armor of God to be able to stand. So. Okay, but you would you would not you would at least eliminate the other two possibilities before you arrive at the conclusion that okay, this is a spiritual attack. Yeah, I mean, I would I would try to pray through and think through those first two possibilities, and you know, just to be kind of honest with you and just share my heart uh, with you, David. I think that sometimes they 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 bleed over into each other, if that makes sense. Uh, it becomes like a blend, a blender. Um, you know, the problem may have started because of my sin. And I, the first place I need to start is owning my sin and repentance before God and whoever I hurt. But then Satan's going to be quick to jump in as well and try to attack, attack in the midst of that, you know? And, um, so I, I think it's important to think through all three of those, kind of buckets, but then also realize that they're going to connect with each other, if that makes sense. Um, 
could could you give me a, a concrete example? Sure. Like, let's say your tire does go flat, okay? And okay. I wouldn't say that that's necessarily an attack from Satan, but you don't you don't have the money to go get a new tire. Uh, the enemy is going to be right there knocking on your door, going, "God doesn't really love you." You know, look, you don't even have ninety bucks to go get a tire. Why? Right. Why is that? Because Satan's an opportunist. You know, he came to he came to Jesus when he was in the wilderness. You know, and so so you, you, here here you are. You're kind of you're in a difficult situation. That the, so the attack wasn't the flat tire. The attack was the thoughts that Satan put in your mind as a result of the flat tire. Does that make sense? I, I think so. Yeah. So, because um, if if we accept that this is real, then there's there's real mechanics to it, and so I'm just trying to identify, you know, what, yeah. what those mechanics are. And just, are you uh, going through a situation that you're trying to figure out if it's a spiritual attack or not? Lots. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, yeah. I, I, uh, yeah. More in in probably half a dozen facets of life. Okay. I agree with your beginning premise. I don't think that everything that happens is a spiritual battle. You know, we can't blame everything on the enemy. Um, you know, if if I go commit adultery, it, I can't blame it on a spiritual attack or the demon of adultery. I have to acknowledge my own sinful flesh in that choice, you know? Uh, and, and so I... I definitely understand that. And then I think the balance point to it is just understanding that, man, Satan is very real and we are in the battle and God does tell us to use the armor of God to to withstand. Um, so the best encouragement I can give to you is, is just try to try to go through that filter. Okay, is this just a trial of life? Is this because of sin, my sin, somebody else's sin? And then where where is Satan maybe trying to uh, uh, bring division or greater discouragement or tempt, tempt with sin? And I need to withstand the, the attack of the enemy. So, yeah. Well, can I pray for you, David? Please, thank you. Okay. God, I just thank you for David. I, I thank you for this question. This is a good question, and, and we want to be discerning. You tell us to to be wise. And, and so, Lord, I, I pray that you would just show David uh, in these half a dozen things right now and different facets of life where he's trying to figure out, is this a trial of life? Is this a result of sin? Is this a, a spiritual attack? That you would really give him wisdom in this and, and, and show him how to, to deal with each each different category. So would you encourage David and would you bless him in Jesus' name? Amen. Thanks, Pastor. You bet. Thanks for calling. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier at Rocky Mountain Calvary in Colorado Springs. Thanks so much for listening today. You can call at 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text, 720-336-0897. Let's continue on our phone lines. Let's go to Sue Ann in Denver. Sue Ann, welcome to the program. Sue Ann, are you there on line two? All right, let's try Alex in Washington State. Alex, welcome to the program. 
Hey, Eric. Um, I have a question that um, um, I'm just get to it. Okay, so how much liberty do I have um, as a as a Christian to um, glean from these different promises from the Old Testament, and um, you know, and 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 receive those as extant for me um, in the New Covenant, like Jeremiah twenty nine eleven uh, through thirteen. Um, and there's just so many who like, there's so many in Isaiah that I'm like, you know, like the Lord will be your rear guard or you will keep in perfect peace. Him is my state. I mean, uh, the ones in Zephaniah, I mean, all of these, even the ones in Genesis, you know, um, without it being, cause I keep hearing about this replacement theology and all of this. And I, and then I hear some people are just really, um, really hardlined when it comes to, um, well, these were promises for Israel at a certain time, uh, you know, mm-hmm. for a certain, you know, and all this. So I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. And, you know, like with Jeremiah 29, 11, it really does express uh, the heart of God. I, I know the thoughts I think towards you, that of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. And it was a promise that was directed towards the children of Israel. But I also think that it's a, a promise of God to believers in the new covenant because it expresses uh, the heart of God. Uh, and in, in uh, Romans 9, 10, and 11, it, it speaks of the Gentiles being, being grafted in. Um, and, and we've been uh, grafted in and we haven't replaced Israel and God has a specific plan uh, for Israel. But as I read Amen. these promises in the, the Old Testament, uh, they do apply to Israel, but I also do believe they apply to my life as a new covenant uh, a believer. Uh, and so I don't think it's a abuse of scripture or abuse of interpretation to read Jeremiah twenty nine eleven and 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 say yeah this is god's promise uh to my life as a new covenant believer um because those uh, promises are also reiterated in the new testament you know uh, god's yeah. saying that he's uh gone to prepare a place for us so don't let your heart uh, be be troubled so I, I think you can rest assured in applying those those promises to your life as well cool i like that um because um you know yeah i do like that I know I, I'm going through there, and um, there is one promise that you know because I've kind of had a sordid past, and I mean, there's one in Isaiah 57. Real quick, I'll mm-hmm. give it to you um, that he's talking to. Um, uh, I guess in this case, I don't know. Did Isaiah talk to Israel or Judah? He, whichever one he was talking to specifically, mm-hmm. but he says because of the iniquity of his unjust gain, I was angry. I struck him. I hid my face and was angry, but he went on backsliding in the way of his own heart. I've seen his ways, but I will heal him. I will lead mm-hmm. him and restore comfort to him and his mourners, creating the fruit of the lips. Uh, peace, peace to the far and to the near, says the Lord, and I will heal him. So I yeah. wanted that, you know? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Like, I wanted that promise um, because mm-hmm. it is very appropriate for what was going on in my life and you know, mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, and I didn't want to just say, you know, God, I'm just going to start picking and choosing what, you know, because yeah. there's a lot of other promises, you know, let me, let me ask, and I'm going to, I know you've got a lot of callers, but let me ask you one other thing, because it, it just brought, I just brought this up. Um, You know how God is, you know, I know how God is very angry toward Israel throughout um, the Old Testament, 
Um, well, I mean, how do I reconcile that? I know that Jesus took God's wrath on him at uh, on himself at the cross for me, for us. Mm-hmm. So how do I reconcile? Um, is he still? Is he still? I mean, he's still angry. Or, I mean, when I when I sin, when I'm I'm not talking about when I mess up. I'm talking about when I get into rebellion or something. Right. Right. So I think the the understanding there is uh, to really see that without the sacrifice of Christ, we would be uh, in a position where we're at enmity with God. Um, but because of the sacrifice of Christ, we're in Christ and we have his grace. You know, without the holiness of God revealed in the Old Testament, we wouldn't understand the depth of God's grace. But because of the cross and our faith in the cross, God's not angry at us. You know, he's in, in that same way that he was with the children of Israel in the Old Testament. I mean, we're, we're told in the book uh, of Ephesians that we can grieve the Holy Spirit, but that's not, yeah. you know, uh, this 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 anger, uh, you know, where God is is pouring out his punishment on us. That was that was taken upon the cross you know that grieving of Amen. the holy spirit is that is that heart of a father that's broken over our sin and what it does in our relationship uh, uh, uh with god and so yeah I, I i think that the wrath of god that we see in the old testament is pointing us to the cross where jesus uh was the propiti- propitiation for our sins which means he appeased the wrath of god he took he took the wrath of god uh, upon us and that scripture Amazing. that you mentioned yeah. in Isaiah, that really represents the heart of God in the story of the prodigal. You know, God God healed Amen. the prodigal son, <laughs> you know. And so that promise is for you, Alex. You know, it really Thank is you. God's uh, will and desire in your life as you've returned to the Lord. He's He's yes. going to restore you. He has restored you, you know. Um, so, yeah. All well, right. can I pray for you, That's Alex, and you. pray that God would, would encourage you? So, what yes. part of Washington State are, do you live in? Um, the, well, Vancouver's right next to Portland, so it's yeah. Portland, Oregon, and Vancouver, Washington are like sister cities right there. Yeah. The reason I ask is uh, I grew up in Oregon, and then my my parents were born and raised in Camas, Washington, just right outside of Vancouver. Oh, wow. So, yeah. yeah, 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 we're right next to Camas. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I know the yeah. area well. Well, let me let me pray for you, Alex. Okay. Thank you. All right. Yeah. Father, I thank you so much for Alex. Uh, thank you for him listening there in Vancouver. And Lord, I can just hear in his voice, Lord, uh, his love for you, Lord, and your love for him, God. And we do thank you for your promise uh, to heal our black backsliding, Lord, to to allow us to come back to you. And, and Lord, we just claim that in Alex's life, Lord, that that you are in that process of story, restoring him. You love him. You're not you're not angry at him because of his faith in what you have done, Jesus. And so I just pray that you would protect his heart, protect his mind, and really bless his day in you. And uh, we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Thanks a lot, Pastor. Yeah, you bet. God bless you, Alex. All right. God bless you all, too. Bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. 
3000, really enjoying all of your calls and hearing uh, your hearts uh, this afternoon. 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. Thought that was a great uh, call with Alex, a great question on those Old Testament promises to the nation of Israel. Can they be applied to our hearts and our lives uh, today as New Covenant believers, and I believe the answer uh, is yes. And and, uh, thankfully, God does know the thoughts that he thinks towards us, that of peace and not of evil, to to give us a future and a hope. Again, the number is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. The heart and purpose of uh, the show is for you to be able to call in with your questions and to text as well, 720-336-0897. We're going to head to a break. Please stay with us, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Eric Cartier at Rocky Mountain Calvary in Colorado Springs. Let's continue with our callers. Let's go to line one to Kristen in Pennsylvania. Kristen, welcome to the program. Well, thank you. It's uh, interesting that I used to listen to a call-in program on more of a local station. Uh, I think it was the Westchester, Pennsylvania area. Okay. So I guess this is kind of uh, aligned with that kind of thing, call-in. But I don't know that it was live, so here I am with a question. Well, thanks for calling. Yeah, thank thank you for taking me. I had um, wondered about this series called Jesus Calling by Sarah Young. Now, one of the people you may be familiar with critiqued it. He is Warren Smith. Um, He did it for a Berean call conference, and they are very Calvary Chapel friendly. so would you say that series is harmless, or as Warren Smith would put it, it has New Age elements to it? Yeah, I would uh, trust uh, uh, his review of it. Um, you know, I haven't personally read it, uh, but I think, he, you know, he's a re- reliable source. Um, and, and so I think there are things there based on that review uh, to be to be careful of. All right, I appreciate that analysis, and I nor did I read it, but um, I I'm pretty familiar with Warren Smith, and sometimes um, Jan Markell features him, so I I just appreciate these discernment ministries. Thank you. You're welcome, and I'll I'll have to look into that a little bit a little bit further. Um, so hopefully in the future I'll have a little better understanding of that of that particular book. So thank you for calling. Thank you. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye. God bless you. 
You're listening to Calvary Live. Thanks so much for listening this afternoon. Hope you're having a great afternoon. The number is 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to line three to Kyle. Kyle, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. I just had a quick prayer request. Yeah, you bet. Well, long story short, I kind of received word that uh, my oldest sister, Kristen, and her husband are probably getting a divorce, and okay. it kind of really shook me, and it kind of broke my heart of what's going on between them, and uh, they're kind of getting along now. They're just kind of separated. But from what okay. I hear, they're probably just going to go through with the divorce. But I've, I've, I've done my best to try and talk to my sister about the situation because I, I don't want them to. I, I, re- they're high school sweethearts since. Yeah, I, I've known the guy since I was a little kid, and you know, I think of him as. And it's just—I don't know how I can show my older sister that this shouldn't be the final answer when it comes to their situation. Because mm-hmm. I—I'm just now recently married, but I've been with the woman for like six years, and mm-hmm. I, we occasionally fight and whatnot. And <clears throat> yeah, but you know, we eventually get over it. And right. You know, I just want to, I want to try and show her that, you know, that this isn't the end, no matter, you know, what happens, you know, that, that I know that there's a, I feel like that there is an enemy in their house and they're just, she is just not yeah. seeing it. And yeah. I tried to even show her through some, um, Facebook or no YouTube videos on how to fight for your marriage and to actually pray for the person that's, you know, irritating you because, you know, no marriage right. is perfect, but, right. you know, I just don't know how else I can show her because I, I really don't want whatever is there is trying to divide up the, my sister's family to win. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, let's pray together. I appreciate you calling and that, that is really heartbreaking, you know, and we, we love our siblings and, and, um, I want to rally around you in prayer and pray for your sister and her husband. So let's pray together. Okay. Father, I thank you for Kyle and thank you for his heart, for his sister. And Lord, we lift up his sister to you and, and her husband. And Lord, we know that you created marriage and Lord, it's your desire for marriages to last. And so God, we do pray that you would bind the enemy, uh, and the division he's trying to bring, uh, in, in this marriage that Lord, you would uh, remind, uh, both his sister and her husband, uh, of, of your love for them, God, that you would give, give them a fresh understanding and revelation of you, Jesus. And Lord, that also that they would remember, uh, their first love with one another and that you would give them, uh, tender hearts. Uh, I, I think of what you said, Jesus, that that uh, divorce is a result of a hard heart. And so, God, would you soften their hearts to you, uh, soften their hearts to one another? 
We pray for Kyle, God, that you would comfort his heart and that you would minister to him and give him wisdom as he uh, ministers to his sister and his brother-in-law. So we thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks thank for calling, you, Kyle. I'll be, I'll be lifting them up in prayer, okay? All right. Thank you. You bet. You're listening to Calvary Live. The number's 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text, 720-336-0897. Let's go to line two to Amneset. Amneset, welcome to the program. Yes, I'm here. How are you today? Good, how are you? Good, thank you. Okay, I have a question and a prayer request. Okay. And uh, my question is, as I'm reading the Bible more and more, and I'm understanding that God already has known us before we were even born, and we have certain destined ways of our lives, and I was wondering, as I read uh, Judas's uh, story of him betraying Jesus, uh, was that was he destined to do that? Was that was that him? He was chosen by God to do that, or was there any other factor? I mean, God would have that has to be done by someone, right? Yeah, when we see Judas's action and, and Christ's uh, rebuke and correction of, of Judas. Uh, Judas yeah. did make make the willful choice on his own uh, to reject Christ and betray Christ. Now, having said that, God, in His foreknowledge, knew that Judas would betray Him, uh, and and ultimately uh, was fully aware of that uh, taking place. Uh, but it's not as if God. Uh, orchestrated it in such a way that Judas didn't have a choice that he that it was uh, ordained for him uh, to betray the Lord uh, Judas willingly betrayed the Lord and then God uh, knew that decision and and understood that that's what what Judas would do um, and so in that we see this mystery between um, God's foreknowledge uh, and him his ability to even, uh, use uh, our disobedient choices uh, uh, and have his plan uh, orchestrated, but yet we're still responsible for our decisions. Um, and so Judas was would was responsible for making that choice. So is that is that helpful at all? Yeah, yeah, it, it is. It, it's I a great. Think, you know, sometimes I'm trying to kind of balance between what destined and what is our willful choice and. Uh, you know, I'm just trying mm-hmm. to understand uh, all that gray matter in my mind. Yeah, and it's a very deep discussion, you know, and as we read the scriptures, I think both both truths are there. We are responsible for our choices and we have the ability to choose. And, and with that gives us the opportunity to receive or reject God, to, to love God or not love God. But then we also see God's God's will and we see God predestining and, and ordaining. And in our natural minds, it doesn't seem like both can exist. Uh, but yet yeah. inside of the heart and mind of God, both do do exist. And, and so uh, as we approach the scripture, there's a bit of humility of how those two are able to work together and coincide. Okay. Okay, that's what I want to clarify so I have a better understanding as I read through the scriptures. Yeah, you bet. 
Yeah, you bet. Well, God bless you. Thanks so much for calling. Thank you. You bet. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text, 720-336-0897. I've got uh, some text questions that have come in. It says, I'm a new, new to faith. I'm looking for direction to get a Bible. Uh, I have the assumption that not all holy Bibles are the same. Can you find me the correct Bible? I know there is a King James Version and an NIV. I don't have a preference. Um, so this is a great question. I'm so excited that you're new to your faith uh, in, in Christ. And uh, with the Bible, there's uh, several different translations, uh, but they come uh, from the same source, from the same Hebrew and Greek uh, texts. And so both of these um, versions that you've mentioned are good and trusted. Uh, the New King James Version is one that I really like and would uh, recommend, um, and uh, that's going to be a really great uh, translation for you to read. And also, the NIV is a, is a, is a good translation uh, that will help you under understand. Uh, so those are both uh, really good, uh, trusted uh, versions. Um, and if you'd like uh, more information on this, I, I would go to a website, gotquestions.org, gotquestions.org, uh, and put in Bible uh, translations, and it'll give you a more thorough uh, p description of the different translations. Um, 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 you know, the key to this is understanding that the New Testament's written in Greek and the Old Testament was in Hebrew, and then that's translated into different languages. So you've got Spanish, you, you, uh, you know, you've got Swahili, you've got English. Um, and so the reason we have different English uh, Bibles is because our English language uh, has changed, words change. Uh, but thankfully, we have the original, and so we're able to translate from those those originals. So hopefully that's helpful uh, to you. That's a great uh, question uh, that you have uh, sent in. Thanks for doing that. Um, another uh, text that has come in, my name is Paul. I'm saved and pray and spend time in God's Word and attend Calvary Aurora regularly, but I sometimes struggle with what exactly it is to have and cultivate a real, deep and growing relationship with Christ. While I often feel His presence, I long to draw nearer to Him and know Him uh, more intimately. So what a, what a great prayer, Paul, and a, a great uh, desire. And I think that this is real evidence of God's Spirit in your life, that you walk with Christ and you experience Christ, but you're wanting to experience Him in a greater way. And I think that's what Paul uh, expressed when, when he uh, declared and he prayed, uh, I, I want to know uh, Christ and the, the fellowship of His sufferings. He's saying, I want to know Jesus in a greater way. So let's, let's pray. Father, I thank you for Paul. I thank you for his heart, Lord. I hear his heart in his text, Lord. He wants to go deeper in you. And God, I just ask that uh, you would be gracious to him to allow him to go deeper in you, that you would give him a greater understanding of, of who you are, deeper revelation of you, Jesus, that he would know the height and depth and width of your love and, and comprehend your love in, in a greater way. So Lord, would you continue to show him how to cultivate that deeper uh, relationship with you? In Jesus' name, amen, amen. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. 
at Rocky Mountain Calvary in Colorado Springs. We do have all of our lines open. The number is 303-690-3000. If you've got a question about the Word or things going on in your life, also you can send a text 720-336-0897. Here's a text prayer request. Please pray we can afford a house and what house God wants us to buy. Uh, Absolutely. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you so much uh, for this uh, need for a house, Lord. And, and Lord, we thank you that you care about uh, what's what's going on in our lives. And you care about us having a place to live and be. So, Lord, I just pray that they would be able to afford a house if it's your will and that you would open up that, that opportunity uh, for them and you would show them exactly uh, what house uh, it is that, that, that they're to be in, that you would open up a door for them. So we thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's go back to our phone lines. Let's go to Danny on line two in Aurora. Danny, welcome to the program. Hey, thank you, Pastor Eric. So, I had a question about um, Christians getting along um, and they treat one another. Um, they go to the church and um, they're I noticed that, um, you know, for example, we have this uh, gentleman who's uh, labeled as a millennial and set a reflect. And uh, the people in the church know him, the the older people that are there. Um, I mean, the majority of of the, uh, you know, the congregation is is older people. And uh, they uh, essentially try to tear him down um and i mean he's basically a lot of stuff uh to sit there and you know say mean things to him um you know i just don't understand why christian you know you know why why they do that when you when you see somebody who's who's they're trying their hardest they're they are progressing. They are doing better than what they were before. But yet, you're going to sit there and and tear this person down, you know, when he has, you know, like a hard time. Like people saying, you know, like, oh, I'm just going through some spiritual warfare. And they'd be like, oh, that's not real. You know, it's like, <laughs> really, uh, pretty sure if you've read the Bible, it's it's there, you know, and just, you know, just stuff like that, you know, and that trying to anything that this guy says or tries to talk or whatever share they do you know say the exact opposite just to be facetious or vindictive or you know yeah. and then it's not just there you know it's in the church in general you know i i see this um you know people treating one another like this and i don't know if that has to do with like the culture and being so ingrained in the culture um, I mean, I know it's human nature, but right, especially if we're older Christians, we should definitely be, you know, living like Christ. You know, um, I mean, not continuing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway. So how so, how how would you how should how would you address that? You know, 
Right. Um, and that's kind of the, I think the heart of it, Danny, is, you know, God's God's put you in this church and in this situation and in this relationship uh, with, with believers. And um, both of these issues are kind of addressed in Ephesians chapter 4, uh, where it tells us uh, to endeavor to keep the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace Um bearing with one another in love. And then in verse 15, it says, Speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Jesus Christ. And then Jesus in Matthew 5 encouraged us uh, to be peacemakers. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called uh, the sons of God. And to to pray this through, but, you know, if if God would want you to to go and talk with uh, these believers, if it's one or two or or a handful, and just say, you know, this is this has grieved my heart, and I, I think this has grieved the heart of God, and you know, God really wants us to treat each other with love, and and to go over First Corinthians uh, thirteen, because um, God really uses humble biblical confrontation with with one another to help us grow. You know, as we speak. Uh, the the truth and love uh, to each other and and that's really hard to do and we need to make sure to take the log out of our own eye um, before we go after the speck in someone else's eye and then realize that the illustration there is the eye is is sensitive and um, to go in very gently you know uh, as as we enter into that uh, com- confrontation. Um, and the Bible does talk a lot about unity and love, and Paul refers that a lot in his letters. And, and Jesus said that we're going to know, uh, the world's going to know that we're his disciples by our love for uh, one another. And so it is, it, it, it's, it's very important, and it's worth fighting for and striving for uh, that unity of peace inside of the body of Christ. So you know, I'd prayerfully encourage you to, to see if God would want you to uh, engage in some and difficult conversations, right? Well, it just so. it just seems like sometimes that that people just don't really care, though. Like you know, like you say you're sorry, like you know the, these these people they they you know they both said they're sorry, but like it's really just an appeasement kind of thing. Like oh, I feel like I have to say sorry because you, you know what I mean. It's not really mm-hmm. like a heart felt level of like I really uh, you know understand what I did and you know what I mean and I guess you can't really right. make that happen <laughs> yeah but it's like you know how do you um, yeah no I, I mean I, I understand what you're saying I mean it's um, you know I get so the pastor is kind of addressing gossip and everything uh, on Sunday so um, I just I, I wonder if like you know there was a prayer that I could offer, uh, you know I, I'm the worship leader, you know, and it's like I I want to say something, you know, may yeah. may it be scriptural that can exhort or can you know whatever that that can you know God can either encourage or rebuke or build up or edify or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. this I mean, is kind of my, look at. yeah, this, if I could kind of share just my experience with you as a, as a pastor is sometimes there's a, a situation like this that may be happening in the church that, that needs to be addressed more one-on-one or in private or with a small group. 
but the temptation is to kind of let it um, seem like a bigger, like it's affecting more people than I really realize, and then to to kind of almost preach to that group on a Sunday morning or or a Saturday night, and I really want to use a, a a service time to to teach and feed uh, God's people, and so you know, as you're leading out in worship, you wouldn't want to necessarily think of a verse or a prayer specifically for these people that need to be addressed. You would more want to go talk to them one-on-one, you know, um, uh, because, you know, I've made the mistake of, of, of doing that. And then the people know you're referring to them and then they get, they get more offended and they're like, why didn't you just come talk to me, you know, instead of, you know, referring to me, uh, up up on the stage, you know. So, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yes, sir. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, let me pray well, for you, Danny. It sounds like God's got you right where He wants you, and, but but it's a difficult situation. So let, let's pray together. Sure. Father, thanks for Danny. Thanks for allowing him to be part of this church and be the worship leader. And Lord, we know that unity is so important to you, and the enemy really does uh, try to get us to fight and to be mean to one another and be unloving. And Lord, I just pray over the specific situation uh, that you would give Danny real wisdom, Lord, and that if it is your will, that uh, he'd be able just to address these things in humility, address them in love, and speak the truth in love, and then through that there would come great growth. And so we lift this up to you and do pray for, for the unity and the love of the body of Christ, that we would love one another the way that you intended. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Eric. You bet. God bless you, Danny. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Let's go to line three to Donna in Westminster. Donna, welcome to the program. Hi. How are you doing today? I'm good. I just wanted to um, kind of give a praise and some encouragement. Awesome. Um, I had... Um, seven-year battle to try to save my leg after a car accident, and God got me through five total knee replacements and probably about 20-plus other surgeries um, without narcotics, because I'm allergic to all mm. of them. And wow. um, But he got me through, and I remember thinking during all those years, like, why didn't he just heal the leg, you know? And last year, I decided to have it amputated, and, and I did that, mm. and God was just getting me into walking and we were thinking oh you know this is you know the beginning of of health and all that and last year last month <laughs> i was diagnosed with breast cancer oh now, wow that yeah but the thing is is that i was always scared to death of cancer because it took two of my brothers all my grandparents mm. and yet god has just given me a peace and a mm. joy wow. and he's also showed me about what he's taught me in my past issues with my leg that I can totally trust him. So I can see mm. why I went through all that. And wow. so the, the praise is just that um, one of my one of my things is I thought I had really, really long hair. So I thought if I, you know, mm. that getting my hair, losing my hair was going to be really tough. And it yeah. wasn't. Um, God mm. has just carried me through with joy wow. and peace. And mm. um, the only time I lost that, which is what I want to encourage people, is I took my eyes off God for about five minutes and got on the internet and mm. looked up triple negative breast cancer, and immediately mm. my heart started pounding, I got scared, you know, I, yeah. I got a little hopeless, and God mm-hmm. just was like, what are you doing? You know, trust me, not not mm-hmm. what the world has to say about this disease, and not, and I, you know, re- immediately repented, 
Mm, for not yeah. trusting yeah. him. And, and I immediately got back my joy. And if mm. you're going through anything, God's Word is true, mm-hmm. and I think we lose sight of that. And even some of my Christian friends think, well, you know, I have to be not necessarily faking, but forcing my joy, because, mm-hmm. you know, chemo's not fun, and, <laughs> and all yeah. this, but I'm not. I'm absolutely yeah. not. If I trust on God and keep my eyes on Him, He can get you through anything with That's joy, right. yeah. with peace. Yeah. And I just wanted to share that, yeah. because it's, it's just awesome. I never thought I'd mm. go through cancer with this attitude. So. <laughs> wow. Don, I really appreciate you coming and calling and sharing that, you know, and, and it encourages me. I think a lot of us do have those fears uh, of, man, if this happens, if this happens, you know, what am I going to do and can I get through it? And it's it's awesome to hear how God has been faithful in, in your life as you're as you're living through your worst nightmare, you know, and and we yeah, definitely and he's will be always praying. Faithful. Always faithful. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, praise the Lord. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Donna. Can I just can we praise the Lord together? And uh, I want to lift you up in prayer too. So let, let's pray together. Father, oh, I just pray. thank you for for Donna, and I just thank you for the reality of you, Jesus, in her life. It's so evident, Lord. You're giving her joy and peace in the midst of this battle uh, with cancer, Lord, and and losing her leg. And you are faithful, and she's found you to be faithful, Lord. And we receive this testimony that she's giving today, and we're encouraged by it, Lord, and we choose to to trust you. And God, we just pray that you continue to meet her uh, in this battle with cancer, and that you would would would, would heal her, God. And uh, so we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, God bless you, Donna. Thanks for calling. You too. Keep up the ministry. Oh, thank you so much. Have a great night. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, gang, thanks so much for listening to Calvary Live. It's been great to, to have you with me. It's awesome to hear what God is is doing in people's lives. I think that's a, a great testimony from, from Donna. I'm sure it's uh, specifically for some that are listening this afternoon. So pray that God would bless you, that you'd have a great weekend, that God would keep you and cause his face to shine upon you. Bye-bye. been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.